I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Dirty moderates, thank you, thank you for listening. As always, I always want to thank the listeners for helping this podcast be what it is, for seeing it grow, for being helping it grow, I should say, and for for being so loyal. Thank you. This is Stay Dirty, Stay Moderate. Every week I am here with my take. As you know, I sit down with guests of all stripes, all backgrounds, with people I disagree with. That's what we do here. And people I agree with, some who I sort of agree with. And we talk. We discourse, right? We, we, We discuss. And that's a big deal if you think about it. Why is it a big deal? Well, we have in the last six years, and I say six because I'm including 2016, become a bullying culture, a bullying society. I think Trump is partly to blame. I think he's symptomatic. But I think we are a killer be killed. And I mean that in a metaphorical sense, of course, culture. I think we are authoritarian in our actions and our beliefs. I think we're intolerant. I think in many cases that is a right-wing intolerance. In many other cases, it's left-wing intolerance. I think we don't want to hear what we don't want to hear. We don't want to be told we are right or wrong. We don't want to disagree uh, with people or have to disagree, shall I say, with people who we think we shouldn't disagree with. What does that mean? Well, I don't know why uh, Democrats have to be brain dead in the state of California with some of the worst leaders uh, running the city of Los Angeles, the city of San Francisco, and the state, a Democratic supermajority that is completely spendthrift. Um, I believe corrupt, totally incompetent, and wrong on, I'd say, half the things, and they continually go vote for these people. Why? Well, because they are blue, right? Because we have we have this talk all the time, like, are your team red or your team blue? And that's all it is. We've solved the world's problems. I have all the right answers. You have all the right answers. We're done. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Very short-sighted, very stupid, very foolish, uh, very babyish. Uh, and in many ways, anti-democratic, small b, right? And this is becoming, it isn't becoming, it is an infection. And it is infectious when you ask your fellow liberal or fellow conservative or fellow independent why they think what they think. They say, well, I think I'm supposed to think that way, or it sounds good, or it feels good, right? I'm a sensitive guy, so we should be sensitive about this, or I'm an insensitive person, and I don't think we care. Well, Neither of those things are relevant to whether they're good policies or not, right? So moderates, you know, we, we got to talk about obviously a few things, but first and foremost, we have the biggest authoritarian bully who is the farthest thing from a moderate is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. I think this guy has got to be maybe beside Ted Cruz and uh, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas. This guy's got to be as paramount and pointedly an asshole as anybody. Ron DeSantis is engaging in his continued war with Disney in Orlando to the point that he has now gotten the vote of the Florida Senate. And by the way, everyone who doesn't know, I'm born and raised in Miami Beach, Florida. Florida at one time in the old days was considered kind of a Southern democratic state. Obviously, as you know, it's trended red in the last decade or so. Interestingly enough, Bill Clinton carried it uh, the second time. Well, Barack Obama carried it twice. Joe Biden lost it. And I the makeup of between them, uh, the Venezuelan and Cuban community, large uh, streaks of Latino conservatism mixed with the aging population and the state north of the I-4 corridor is pretty red. It's become a more reliably Republican, which is interesting because that's not always been its history. But 
it's become also a haven for wacko birds. Okay, John McCain famously called Ted Cruz a wacko bird. It's one of my favorite words. So Ron DeSantis now, his attack won't stop. What's the attack about? Well, the attack is about don't say gay. And to be clear, the bill don't say gay doesn't say don't say gay. Okay. In other words, that, that, that is what the opponents have labeled it. And I am on the opposing side to be clear, but it is, it is a bill that is really restricting specifically kindergarten to third grade classrooms from teaching about sexual orientation or gender identity. It does bleed into higher grades because the language is so vague in its intent that who knows if an 11th grade teacher decides to talk about his or her uh, gay partner, what that will mean. Will the students of Winter Haven, Florida be aghast? Will the kids of Pensacola ever be able to withstand the idea that one of their classmates has two daddies? I mean, first of all, I can't believe we're talking about this, but, but a lot of this animus, and this is really important, is rooted in the anti-trans movement, which is gaining a tremendous amount of momentum and is sweeping a lot of the red states, especially when it comes to sports. But DeSantis is going further. DeSantis is saying... I can't believe Disney is withholding donations and criticizing me and my administration for doing this. So I am going to take away a key provision, which Disney has enjoyed. It was this provision, by the way, was agreed upon in 1967. Disney World, we're talking about, did not open until 1971, but they enjoy their own self-contained municipality. What does that mean? They're exempt from certain fees and regulations, and they get to act as their own little mini city, you know, free from you might say government interference. Now, I'm old enough to remember, and I think many of you are, when the conservative movement felt that government shouldn't meddle, right? They've always had a little bit of contradiction about whether it should meddle in a woman's private life, but that, that's not what this discussion is about. Certainly, today's, they're not really conservatives, but I'm going to use that term. Today's, uh, let's call them denizens of Trumpistan are in the business of punishing people with whom we disagree, expanding the power of the state, not shrinking government, right? In this case, the state of Florida, but the state being the government, and using it as a weapon, weaponizing it against your political enemies, the vulnerable, the marginalized, mainly because it works the base into a lather and it quote-unquote owns the lips. What I'm trying to say is this is a bad faith position. Does that mean there aren't legitimate people out there who have issues with gendering and gender law and pronouning and the trans movement. Yeah, I do. And I don't think all of them are in bad faith. I think a lot of Americans need a little time in this area to understand how to catch up with some of this stuff. But these people, right, want to make it punitive. They want to stigmatize it. They want to hurt people. They want to see the power of the government in regulatory action, in vengeance, taking away rights. Now, Disney, the biggest company in that state, you know, Florida is known mainly for its tourism, doesn't agree. Disney employs a lot of gay people. Uh, Disney employs trans people. Disney has been very forward on that. They had civil union, uh, civil partnerships long before uh, marriage equality was the law of the land. And they don't like this. They think it's bad for business. They think it's bad for Florida. They think it's bad for human beings. Ron DeSantis is on an authoritarian quest. He's going to run for president. I, I assume he will be reelected, sadly, this fall. Uh, in 2024. If you all get out and vote, he wouldn't. But, you know, this might be a year that people decide to stay on the couch because they're so fed up. And then DeSantis is positioned as the governor of one of the largest states with, I believe it's 27 electoral votes to run for president. I still think Trump is running. This is going to be quite the food fight and the shit show. Recently, by the way, there's a video with Roger Stone and Trump 
at an event and Roger Stone uh, says, you know, Ron DeSantis is a piece of shit. It's all on tape because it went viral. Trump doesn't say anything, but he kind of nods. So, you know, he's smarter than that. But the point being is we have a guy who is a bully. And I started by saying we're in an intolerant bullying place. And I believe since 2016, Trump unleashed the id on our world. That id, right? The, the, not, the, the ability of you, the id and the superego in Freudian terms, the idea that you are going to go and act out every impulse that you want to have because you are fucking pissed. You are, are loaded for bear. You are ready to come out swinging against your opponents. You're not there just to disagree with your opponents like we think we're supposed to do or that we should be doing in a democracy. You are there to punish them. This is, this is the Ron DeSantis Trump GOP playbook. We hate you so much. We will pass laws, even if they're unconstitutional wrong, uh, even if we uh, sully uh, somebody's name or, or try to uh, block something, let's say in the case of Ketanji Brown-Jackson, where but for three Republicans, they all voted no, acted uh, abhorrently at a hearing, uh, asked her questions like, how do you define a woman and our baby's racist and all this stuff. And again, I've talked about this before. My point is this has nothing to do with whether she was qualified. A lot of this stuff going in Florida has nothing to do with deep animus uh, on the part of everybody against, let's say, the LGBTQ community. But if you're in politics, you got to do what the, the politics want. I think it's terrible politics, but you have a guy in DeSantis who is governing with an iron fist. So it doesn't matter what you believe. And let me say this. I'm not excusing anything. The net result's the same. If you make bad policy that hurts people, still hurts people, whether you meant to do it or not, or whether you were doing it for the complete childish, bogus, un-American reason, right, of owning the libs. Now, as everybody knows, I'm not a liberal, okay? I'm not a Democrat, but I'm also not a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I have, I think I have, uh, what shall we say, um, visitation rights in both parties, <laughs> I suppose, harder and harder to have visitation rights to the Republican Party. But, you know, it's, it's election year, and I'm listening to podcasts with Democratic strategists, Democratic pollsters. You know what, guys? You don't get it. You just don't get it. All right? Everything with this, with this crowd is, well, you know, we have democracy under threat, and we've got racists, and we've got bad people. All this is true, by the way. Everybody knows here we fight like hell for democracy, or we do it every day. I do it on Twitter. I do it on Instagram. I try to do it in my life, but you know, in this role that I'm in, and I thank you for allowing me to have this role. We have a party that seems unaware that when inflation and gas prices are hurting the average person, regardless of whose fault it is, voters are going to vote yeah. Turning around and saying, well, it's because of this or because of that or because of this or because of that, because of this. Nobody cares. Okay. It's, we're coming out of a horrible time, a horrible pandemic. I think the scourge of Trumpism still is very much um, coursing through our bloodstream, even though Trump isn't president. And you've got a lot of trauma. You also have a lot of exhaustion, but democracy depends upon your tirelessness. Authoritarians are counting on your apathy. Okay? They're counting on you being over. They're counting on you not being willing to get out and vote. But then we get stupid comments like, well, if everybody just or didn't have a problem with defund the police, it would be okay. And if everybody spoke out constantly, consistently about identity politics and what group you're in, then all would be fine. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The country isn't a left-wing country. It's not a right-wing country. 
this is a centrist country. It's probably center, really come to think of it, probably center left. But if you're center left and center right, today what's right and what's left has been so skewed and so blown apart. Because remember, Trump took so many aspects of the conservative movement and those sort of longstanding norms and, and shattered them, right? I mean, the hating of the national security agencies and the hating of law enforcement, especially in January 6th. They only like them if they're, if they're being used to break up you know, civil rights protests, tariffs, you know, loving Russia, saying things like George W. Bush was a terrible president, Iraq was a mistake, hating neoconservatives. I mean, all this stuff was, you know, part and parcel of Republican ideology and philosophy for many, many years. So we're far cry from, right, from Ronald Reagan. We're also very far cry, I even argue, from George W. Bush. But I do see disaster. And I hate to say it because I don't see, and there's a lot of races, right? Every House seat is up. Some of the Senate seats are up, and it, it doesn't work that every senator is up every uh, four years because they're on six-year terms. So Congress people have to run every two years for the 435 seats in the House of Representatives, and then there are 100 senators, and I believe a third of them are up this year. It's a better map for Democrats than it is Republicans, but it's not a good year. Listen, it's not Joe Biden's fault that he's facing headwinds, but headwinds are headwinds. You know, it was like during COVID when people would say, well, there's no work right now or no activity or everybody doesn't want to do anything because of COVID. Well, stasis is stasis. Similarly, political headwinds are headwinds. And we're so tribal to the point that I think the Democrats are constantly not on guard, not playing offense. They're always playing defense. When Republicans come out and do something as horrible as don't say gay, we're going to call it that because that's what we call it, or the Republicans do something like Greg Abbott did, we're blocking trucks coming in so that he could clog up the supply chain. They get outraged. They get offended. You know, my God, if there's a time every Democrat I know got offended by something, they get offended and they and they whine about it rather than getting on the offense. And how about saying, we're not here to do PR. We're not here to, to dilly dally and beat around the bush. Call Ron DeSantis for what he is. You know, come out and say this as well. Disney's doing it. And it shouldn't be, oh, my God, can you believe it? It's a red state. Oh, my God, I hate red states. Well, that doesn't solve any problem with 50 states. We're a union as long as, you, as long as we would like to be. And I think we will be, okay? We're not a secessionist group of people. And by the way, every state that's red has blue voters in it. And every blue state has red voters in it. You know, everything isn't one, one fell swoop. Everything isn't one kit and caboodle, if you will. And so you think about 2022 and you wonder, what else can the Democrats do? to make things worse. What else can the Biden administration do? Well, now we're going to have the CDC appeal a federal judge's voiding of the mass mandate on public transport, which happened just the other day to great consternation and moralizing by the COVID police. Okay, here we go. I want to make clear you didn't have this podcast before. I was very vigilant about this at the time. I believed in it. I'm triple vaccinated. I've worn it. People don't want to do it anymore. It is now endemic. It will come and go, and I'm sorry that that's the case. Trying to block what a judge has done for something as deeply unpopular as this literally is a glide path to people like Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy. If you really think that you need to wear a mask on an airplane, even though you take it off half the time to eat your food and drink, just like the stupid rule when you have the bar, and you think that's more important than preserving democracy, especially at the place we are now with COVID, I disagree with you. I really disagree with you fundamentally. And I'm saying this not because I'm against masks, not because I'm against COVID, but COVID fatigue is real. And also mental health matters. Quality of life matters. 
And that's all we can do. There's always going to be weak people who need help. There's always going to be poor people. There's always going to be people who we should look after. I agree. But you can't organize society around this forever and ever and ever. And public health must be balanced with personal responsibility. I believe now we are at that place. Would I have said that pre-vaccine? No, I might not even said that six months ago. But I want to tell you the Democrats are going to impale themselves, drive a heart through the stake of their own fortunes and arguably democracy if they die on this hill. It's not a hill worth dying on. Okay. Freedom means freedom for everybody. I don't have to wear a mask. You can wear a mask for the rest of your life. How about this to all the hand ringers? You wear a mask. Nobody's saying you can't, but many of us, I travel all the time. I don't want to wear one anymore. Okay. As I said, I did the precautions. I didn't say COVID was over. I said I'm fatigued and I've done the precautions. I'm just speaking like a real person. This is how we feel. So same way gas is high, inflation is high. All of these things may not be a product of one party or the other, though Trump mismanaged grotesquely the, the pandemic and its origins. But here we are now, okay? And I just want to say we have to think about things in a holistic way. We have to be able to step outside of ourselves and critically think. We have to not say, well, we've always believed that or this is so. And we have to stop being so goddamn tribal and partisan. I'm like you. I think I'm like you, my wonderful listeners, and like many Americans who I wish all would listen to this podcast. Anybody. You're not a Democrat. You're not a Republican. You're not a COVID cop. You're not a COVID denier. You're not a homophobe, and you're not not a homophobe. You're not a transphobe, okay? But you also don't want the government overregulating your business. You want people to live their lives. Today is April 20th, by the way, 420. It's weed day. Well, weed should not be, uh, it should be a legal thing, okay? Enough already with the cannabis regulation. Enough. You can decriminalize like Amsterdam. We can talk about the details. Government does has no business being your prude parent telling you what you should and shouldn't do. You want to go get stoned, get stoned. Leave me the fuck alone, right? And that's what I say. We all want to be left the fuck alone. Life's hard enough. Government's too big. The Democrats overreach, though. They are the party that I think believes in democracy. But our two-party system now can't exist because we have lunatics. And what ends up happening is you just reaffirm the worst of the Democrats because they won't be checked in their power in blue states because nobody will vote red. I'm not saying they have to vote red, but that's the impasse that we're at. I think that impasse, that intersection, that sweet spot is where I live because I'm in the middle and I don't, everything I said today, I don't have the answers to. I don't know is all I'm saying. I have opinions. I know a lot of them are informed opinions and so are yours, but I don't know. I might be wrong, but I do know I'm in there somewhere in the middle, straddling. I'm, I'm somewhere there that I've always been politically homeless, maybe suspended in midair, something like that. Now I'm a centrist. I'm a dirty moderate. And I want to thank dirty moderates for joining me on this podcast, listening, those who've joined me, those who are listening, and everybody, progressives, conservatives, never Trumpers, everybody, we all are in the fight for democracy, and we can all continue to disagree because democracy depends upon it, but we can't hate each other. Because if we hate each other, this experiment called America no longer exists. Folks, I don't know if you smoke weed or not, but it is 420. Smoke weed if you do. Go have a drink. Do whatever you want. I'm going to go have a drink. In the meantime, stay dirty, stay moderate. Thanks for listening.